Hey guys, welcome. Thank you to Ty and Steve and Toby for leading us in worship. We are going to continue to have that every week. Um, we're going to be right here on on this channel, and we're going to have worship for us. And uh, we're excited to be here tonight, Ty. Heck yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, God's doing big things through church online, and we're glad that we get to do that um, with student ministry. And so we are starting um, a series tonight um, called Instagram Theology. And the reason why we wanted to go that direction is because I don't know if you're like me um, and John, but we've had a lot of time to just sit around and look at social media um, and just scroll through stories and news feeds. And we're seeing a lot um, of a trend here. And I think what happens, what's happening right now on social media is not unusual um, for other times of crisis. When, when things are difficult, when things are hard, um, people tend to turn to God or at least turn to who they think God is. So uh, theology is basically just what you believe about God. It's what you think about when you think about God. And so the, the idea here behind the series is if we go from Instagram or from what we hear people say about God to our theology and what we think about God, we're going to have all kinds of problems. But if we start from good theology and good understanding about God and move to Instagram or move to the world around us, then we can be clearer um, and have a better foundation. And so over these next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at different things people have been saying um, about what God has said or who God is and just dissecting them. I is it true? Is it not? Does it apply? What does it mean? Um, how do we know what's true and what's not? So, yeah, so we're going to we're going to look at um, a few different things. Um, but one we want you to know, um, we have seen a lot of people asking, you know, did God send this plague or did, did God not cause COVID-19 to happen? What 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 is that? Is it from God? Is it not from God? And here's um, the best answer that that we can come up with. We've we've talked about it. Here's what we can tell you is we have no idea. We don't know Straight up, whether no clue whether God uh, sent this or whether God um, just allowed this. Um, but here's here's what I can tell you is that God loves you. And he loves humanity enough to send his son. And so he didn't send or send or allow this to destroy us, but so that he would be glorified through it. And so we're going to kind of be looking at a passage in Second Chronicles chapter 7, uh, verse 14. We've seen it a lot posted about um, if my people will um, pray. So if you have your Bible, what I want you to do is right now, hit pause if you don't have your Bible Go get your Bible in print form. There's something about holding on to God's Word and reading it in print form. I know you have it on your device. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a really good thing. But for this time, since we're all at home and we can, go get your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, DM us, and we'll get one sent to you, or we'll deliver one to your front door. Um, leave it on the front we'll door, it and we'll get it to you. But if you if, if you got your Bible, flip open to Second Chronicles um, chapter 7, verse 14. If you don't know where it is, look in the front of your Bible. There is what's called the table of contents. It'll tell you the paper or the page. <laughs> Not the paper. It will tell you the paper, the page. I mean, technically, the, the, yeah. It'll what tell paper you the page is your book on? <laughs> of, of that verse. And so here's what it says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, And my people who are called by my name humble themselves Pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. And that's where it stops. And one of the things we want everybody to know is no matter what scripture you're looking at, is be careful when you just see one verse and you try to take an understanding of God from one verse. 
because that can get us into trouble sometimes. We don't ever want to be having a bad day and go through a time and say, well, I'm just going to flip open, and, and whatever verse God shows me, that's what it's going to be, and I'm depressed, and I'm going through a bad time, and I flip open the Bible, and it says, and Judas went out and hung himself. <laughs> that makes for a bad yeah, day, that's right? right there. That's not what God wants for your yeah. life, so make sure that you understand the context. And one of the things that the Pastor Brian did for us really good um, last Thursday in his video to the church, um, hopefully you saw it. If not, um, again, just it's it's in this channel. You can go back and find it from last. Yeah, Thursday. we'll put a link in the description. Yeah, and he he talked about Philippians chapter four, and we see that verse Philippians chapter four verse thirteen. I can do all things through Christ. Man, we all want to put that on uh, when we're playing ball or or when we're we got something big going on in our our life, so that we can win and so it can be for us. But the or truth if we didn't that, study for a test, or we if want we God didn't to study for a test, God to give us I that can a. do all things. Give me that A, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but here's the re reality of that verse is that it's to go through difficult times, just like Pastor Brian taught us. And so that's what we want to do with Second Chronicles 7.14. And we're, we're going to look a little bit at the, the passages before and after it because that's where you get the context. Chapter 6 of Second Chronicles is a time where Solomon, who was king after King David, he was King David's son, had already built the temple and was coming to God in, in prayer and trying to um, consecrate as the king, consecrate this temple that no matter what situation the Israelites were going through at that time, Solomon was consecrating the temple to God. And, and he, was, he was coming to God and saying, hey, if the people leave, if the people walk away um, and they repent, uh, make this the place where your presence dwells, where your presence is is all the time with us as a nation, where we can come back to this place, we can offer the the sacrifice uh, that's needed for sin, and and you will restore uh, our relationship with you, and that we would we would be in right standing with you, and that we would always know that we can come to this place. And uh, um, if you read verses twelve through sixteen, you kind of see. In Second Chronicles seven, you you see the whole context uh, of Solomon coming, and then um, in where we see in verse fourteen is actually part of the response uh, from God. Um, and one of the things that I really want us to to hit on real quick is that in these moments uh, of craziness, which let's just be honest, we're all going through some crazy times. Some of y'all, dude, this is the most time you have had to spend with your siblings in a long time, and you're cooped up, and you'd want to punch people in the throat. Amen. Let, let's just be honest. Amen. It's there. And um, we, we struggle with things right now. There's a lot of fun things. Hey, man, we're not going to school. Some of y'all may think that's fun. Some of y'all may think that that's not fun because you do get to see your friends and that kind of stuff. But but there's a lot of different things going on that are we're struggling with and that, that we we have more idle time on our hands. And, um, and so I want us to pick out real quick out of this verse um, to make sure as we pray and as we seek God's face, which we should be doing, that we remember that there's another part of that verse, and it says, and turn from our evil ways. And so here's one thing that I really want you to check yourself with, is that if you're sitting at home and you're putting on Instagram, and you're wanting to be, um, people know you go to church, and people know you're a believer, so you want to put something out there on Instagram, and so you put a, a verse, or maybe even this verse, and it says, you know, we need to be praying. Um, remember that it also tells you that you should be turning from your evil ways, so if you're 
posting that and then going at 11 o'clock into your bedroom at night, guys, because you don't have to wake up early the next morning, and you're using that time to use that same phone that you just posted and told people to pray about this time, if you're using that for the wrong thing, you're looking at inappropriate uh, stuff, then, hey, wait a second, this verse says that you need to turn from your wicked ways. So while we do want to pray, we want to make sure that we're not hypocritical. Hebrews 12 tells us that um, that we need to lay aside, it's Hebrews 12, 1 and 3, and we need to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. And sometimes we, it is sin that we need to get rid of, but sometimes it's maybe for times like this where we God has helped us lay aside that weight, lay aside those things, lay aside those sports, lay aside even maybe those academics, uh, those extracurriculars that we're doing. So now we have a time to focus because in that same passage of Hebrews chapter 12, he tells us to keep our eyes fixed on him and because he endured the cross for us. So I just want to make sure that as we're talking about this and Ty's fixing to um, kind of dive into this um, idea of our, our, our relationship with God is not a business transaction. And so we don't just do something, but if we're going to take a verse and, and post it, then we may better make sure we're just not picking and choosing from the things of that verse and be truly honest with ourselves and not be hypocritical as as leaders of our faith. And so check out Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 um, when you get a chance. It's a it's a great passage. And so um, let's, let's dive into this idea our relationship is not a business yeah. transaction. Yeah, so let, let's think about this for a second. What is a business transaction? How does that work? So my favorite business, I think, in the whole world that I have ever interacted with is Chick-fil-A. When I, go, when I use Chick-fil-A, when I go to Chick-fil-A, that's exactly what I do is I use Chick-fil-A for my pleasure or for my benefit. And so if I'm going um, to treat my relationship with God as a business transaction, that's what that looks like. I go, I do my own things, live my own life, and the second that I need to get something from this other, this other end of the transaction, I will go and give that thing what it wants, and it will give me what, what I want, right? So I go to Chick-fil-A, I give them the money that they want, and they give me that hot, fresh, delicious chicken, unless I'm eating it at my house, and then it's lukewarm, delicious chicken, but it's okay. Um, and the, when we think about our relationship with God, and we're looking at this verse, the reason why we're saying it could, we could accidentally believe that our relationship with God is a business transaction is because we are finding our hope in this idea from this verse that the, the number one thing that the United States and that the world needs right now is for this disease to disappear. And we're thinking if we just pray to God, he will get rid of the virus. And then the verse has also been used to, to talk about the wildfires in Australia and the locust plagues in Africa um, and all those kinds of things. And so our thought process is, man, if we just pray enough to God, then he will turn around and he will bless us and get rid of all of these things that are so difficult for us. But the reality is that gives us this idea that we're giving God what he wants so he can give us what we want. And at the end of the day, why, we got to ask ourselves, why are we doing this? Why are we acting this way toward God? Is, is it because we really don't want this disease around? Are we really afraid for our family and for our friends to potentially die from it? Do we really care about the people in Australia who lost their homes or maybe their lives from the fire? Or do we want to just get back to what we were doing beforehand? And so if you have your Bible still with you, which you should, I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 5. Um, because in this passage, um, 
the people of Judah, because at this point now the kingdom has split. Solomon was the king of Israel as an entire country. There were 12 tribes, and then we get here, and they're split in half. So they've already disagreed with each other and, and not listened to God enough to the point that they're, not, they're now two separate countries. Um, and this is years later. They didn't listen to God's promises, and, and Isaiah is speaking to the nation of Judah, which included Jerusalem and the southern part of the nation. Um, and this is what he says. He's talk, God is talking to Isaiah about the people of Judah in Isaiah chapter 5. So let's look um, at actually verses 11 and 12. So here's what he says. Woe to those who rise early in the morning in pursuit of beer, who linger into the evening inflamed by wine. At their feast they have lyre and harp, tambourine, flute, and wine, and they do not see the work of his hands. Um, and then look at verse 19 real quick. Um, he has said in verse 18, woe to those, and then in 19, who say, let him hurry and do his work quickly so that we can see it. Let the plan of the Holy One of Israel take place so that we can know it. Here's what's crazy about that. The people of Judah are praying to God right there. God, bless us, move in our nation, but do it fast. Do it quick. And so I had to ask myself as I'm studying this scripture, why, why are they asking God to move quickly? Well, when you look at the other verses around verse 19, it makes it pretty clear they're living lives that are not centered on God. They're living lives that are centered on themselves, and they're praying for God to move quickly so that they can get back to doing whatever they were doing. And here's, here's what we see in that. In verse 11, we already wrote, read this, but it says, Woe to those who rise early in the morning in pursuit of beer, who linger into the evening inflamed by wine. What do people, you know, give their lives to alcohol for other than to feel good or to escape the negative feelings of their life? They're looking for happiness and they're looking for pleasure. That's for sure our yeah. country right now, especially that. not just our country, but us in general. I know it's me. I love to feel better than bad. Like, I don't like feeling yeah, bad. I like right. happiness. I like to be happy. Um, and so that is definitely an area of contention for me. Verses 20 and 21, um, he says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own opinion and clever in their own sight. Here's what he's saying. When he says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and then he lists all those things, he's just giving you, here's a different way to look at it, here's a different way to look at it. And the idea is, when you look at what is, excuse me, what is evil, and you call that good, and you look at what's good and call that evil, then something is off, something's not right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he uses all those different examples to show how crazy that is. And that's for sure us as well. We look yeah. at things that are like, clearly not okay, yet we, we, we even sometimes pray for them. Um, because we don't even know um, what God has said because we haven't yeah. spent time listening to him. We, we look at it as if it's right for me, it's okay, right. even if it's wrong. But you don't have to agree right. with me. It's just right for me. Right. And then in verse 23, um, here's what Isaiah is told. They acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of justice. Um, th these people in the nation of Judah are basically bullies. They are, they are oppressing and being mean to people who are innocent and not giving them the justice that they need. And we, we have to ask ourselves, what does this look like? Does it look like um, oppressing our little siblings because they're driving us crazy because we can't stand having been with them for the last 137 hours um, and we continue to put them off um, and berate them when all they want to do is spend time with their older siblings who I promise Agreed. they look up to you and they think oh, you're yeah. the coolest person in the world. Um, For and, sure. and, and on a cultural level, on a national level, we could even say that this applies to topics like abortion. It applies, applies to topics um, uh, like racism and all yeah. different kinds of things where people who did nothing wrong are being treated 
um, in a way that is is not okay um, and is 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 evil. And so these lives, this is this is what the people of the nation of Judah were doing. But in the middle of that, they're praying to God and they're saying, "Man, God, would you just come and would you move quickly and would you do um, what we want you to do?" And here's what's crazy about that. Even if our relationship with God was a business transaction, which we're going to talk about in a minute, it's not. But even if it was, that's bad business. To go and ask the other party to do something for you or to be something for you and, and to completely go in the opposite direction on the other end of that contract. It doesn't work that way. But that's not even what it is. It's so much better than that and so much bigger than that in the way that we relate to God. Um, and what's crazy is if we look in verse 12, it says that they do not perceive the Lord's actions and they do not see the work of his hands. They think they want God to move. They want him to do big things, and he yeah. already is. They just can't see it. They can't hear him speaking. They can't hear, see him moving. Um, and I think that's kind of how we are. We, we're sitting in this time. We're doing whatever we want, spending our time the ways that we want to, and we want God to move. We want him to do big things, but we don't see that he already is. Um, because we're so focused on ourselves. We want to go back to being able to mess around with our friends and do stupid things um, behind our parents' back. Man, if there's one trend I've seen on TikTok more than others that has surprised me, it has been the, tra- the trend of the frat, brother- frat-, frat bros and college students coming home to their parents' house and not being able to party and do whatever they want because they're living in their parents' house. And they want to just get to go back and do whatever they wanted. And that's a lo- how a lot of us feel is, man, we want to be able to do whatever we wanted yeah. Or go back to these things that in and of themselves also weren't necessarily bad, like John was saying, but we're away and we're distracting to us, um, and we want to be able to do that. And so here's my question. When we're praying Second Chronicles 7.14, are we wanting God to actually heal our land, or do we want to just go back to what we thought was the best? Do we want to go back to our favorites? That's the question we have to ask. It's deep. Number one, the issue there is, if, especially if you were in middle school, you remember this. Jeremiah 17.9 says the heart is deceitful above all things yes. your heart the center of your feelings and your emotions that tells you what you like and what you don't like that that is deceiving to you and it will lie to you even to the point of sometimes telling people that the best thing they could do is kill themselves that's how yeah. deception how deceptive it can be so number one if that's what we're listening to and we're saying that's what best that's what's best for ourselves we're in deep water already but then number two our hope is not in that in praying for god to just remove disease. It's not in, in convincing him to move and do something big on a national level. That is great, and we should pray for that, and that's what we want for our nation, number one. But even more under that and more foundational than that, we want him to save the nation's souls. Right. The, the point Very of much. the disease, well, we said earlier, we don't know where this disease came from as far as did God send it? Did it, did it come as just a direct result of sin or whatever? What we do know is that second part is true. The one, number one reason why this disease exists is because humanity sinned and the entire creation was affected by it. So the, our hope is not in just God removing that. It's in him removing sin because sin is the root cause of all of these things. So, so the answer to this problem is not that the disease is even removed. And that's not even the promise that Jesus gives us. Yeah. And in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty five. Paul's talking about this, and he's talking about the fact that Jesus died, and he rose again three days later. And when he says that, he kind of mocks sin and death, and he kind of gets, like, this attitude about it. We like sarcasm, uh, too. Yes. A little and bit. A little so bit. A little. It's, it's funny because he goes, like, he looks at death. He's like, bro, death, where's your sting at, man? Like, what can you do? What's, where's your power? Where, it's like sin. Where's your victory, right? Death, where's your sting? He, you, don't, you don't got no power here. He literally is like Gandalf going, you shall not pass. And, but it's like super sarcastic, and it's really funny. But 
That's what he says. He's like, death, you, you don't have anything. Like, you have no power. Even though people are dying all around us, that's true. But death is not the end for us, and that's where we have hope. Um, and so what's crazy is if we think that God just removing this disease is where we're going to find hope, guess what? Something bad is going to come again afterwards. And to be honest, yeah. other bad things are happening in the middle of coronavirus. So even if it went Absolutely. away, there would be other things. It's like whack-a-mole. Which problem do you <laughs> want? It will never stop. And so if that's where our heart is and we're focused on those things, we're going to miss what God is already doing and how he is already moving, just like the people of Judah. And what's crazy is we don't even have to go outside the walls of this church to see how God has used this time um, and these moments to reach people for his name. It's it's crazy because when we meet on a— on a physical campus right here um, at this worship center that we're in right now, that we can see all these seats in on a, on a regular Sunday morning. We have approximately 900 to 1,000 people that physically come and join us for service yes, on a given Sunday from morning. From preschool all the way up. Yeah. and But here's what I want you to catch is that God did such an awesome thing the very first week. The first week when COVID-19 was just kind of in the thoughts, and people were like, oh, what do we do? We're not sure. We're not sure what's going on. Here's what happened. Just on Facebook alone, our church on that Sunday morning has over 6,000 hits on that one worship service. I don't know how long they watched. They may have watched for 10 seconds, but here's what I know. Because of the truth that Pastor Brandon brings to us in worship and the truth that Pastor Brian brings to us through God's Word is this, that over six times the amount of people that we would normally reach got reached with some part of the gospel. And that's not including the friends and family that might have been sitting there that's watching right. with them. Or, or other platforms, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all of those other platforms. And so here's what we know is God is doing something big. Why is God doing something big? Because God is good. And God is good before this happened. God is going to be good during this time, and he's going to be good after. Because, again, we go back to our source, which is God's word, and that tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. He's going to do things for his glory, and he wants his people to pray and to seek his face for his glory of what he's doing in the midst of what's going on in the world. This didn't take God by surprise, and he is ready for us to, to move from going to places like Instagram to get our, our theology and our time with God, so to speak, but taking our time with God and our theology and what we believe and using it to influence the world through platforms like Instagram and other social media. So here's what's going to be coming up. Um, thanks for hanging with us, but here's what's going to be coming up for, for you um, in the next, really starting tom- tomorrow um, and, and beginning uh, to go out from there. Yeah. So if you're not already following our social media, um, they're going to be right here on the bottom of the screen, Instagram um, for both high school and middle school. And we also have a TikTok. Um, Follow these accounts because this is where we're going to give you guys what you might need to follow Jesus through this time. All you really need is a Bible and and time. And and you have that. You, You should have that because if you have internet access, you have access to the Bible. It's free. Absolutely. The Bible app is free, friends. And we'll send you one if you don't have a print form. Right. But, um, Make sure you're following those because we're going to give you all kinds of tools. This is the entire church's YouTube channel. So go back through the videos, the playlists. Um, and if you're going to go, like if you've got younger siblings at home with you, go watch the preschool videos with them. They're like four minutes long and it feels like Dora the Explorer and it's awesome. And Miss Harper from Brock is doing them for the first couple weeks. So yeah. She's a middle school volunteer, by the way, too. Right. So support yeah. her. So 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you've got uh, younger siblings in the first through fifth grade, we've got stuff for them as well. Um, and it's all on the Absolutely. YouTube channel. Um, and we'll have student ministry specific stuff on our social media accounts. Um, but the main thing we want you to know is that every Sunday morning at 1015, we will have live worship in this room, just like Sunday morning church. Um, and it's going to be um, really awesome. But here's what I want to leave you with last. Um, we're praying for you. I know this can be a really difficult time because it's just uncertainty. Yeah. Um, but we're here for you. Send us, DM us, text us if you have uh, our, our numbers. Uh, send us a snap, send us a private message, whatever it is, uh, of something that we can be praying for you because here's what we know, here's what Ty and I, and I know, and here's what we're praying for is God to do things that only God can do during this time. Amen. And, and we want to pray for you. And if you do send us a request, here's our promise is that we will get together and pray for that request together, but then we will also pray separately for that request and make sure um, as your pastors that we're, we're leading you um, in prayer and seeking God's face. Again, because we agree with this verse, um, and we should be seeking God's face, uh, not just during this time, but also during this time. And uh, and so if you were watching today and and there was something going on and you were like, man, they were talking about God, they were talking about Jesus, and and I I'm a little bit stuck because it's, or stuck because there's there's something going on inside of my heart um, because I'm not even sure if I have a relationship with Him. Here's what I want you to know: is that that God loves you enough to send Jesus to die on a cross and pay the penalty for your sin, and then He was put into a grave. But because He is God, and because there is no other God like Him, He defeated death by coming up out of that grave and raising from the dead to prove His love for you and to prove that He was God. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So here's what that looks like, is that when we repent or, or turn from our evil way, as, as 2 Chronicles says, when we repent, that means that we recognize that we've messed up and that we're turning away from sin. We're turning away from what we want or w us being in control and giving that to God and placing that in his hands and saying, God, I surrender my life to you. I'm trusting in you because you are good and you have what's best for me. And, and God, there is no other way for me to be saved except through a relationship with you. And so um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And what I want you to know is this prayer is not magical because if it's not from your heart, it's just words. It's just words. And you say, well, how can you say those words and and them not be true. Well, have you ever lied to your parents? You love them, but you've still said things that weren't true to them. Um, but when it's heartfelt, you know and your parents know. And here's what God's Word has promised us. God knows. And so you can say something like this, God, I know I've messed up. I, I know I've made mistakes, um, but I'm asking for your forgiveness. I'm turning from being in control of my life and giving you control of my life. I surrender everything to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you just prayed that prayer today, and you meant it, um, again, DM us, and, and we want to just connect with you and, and get in touch with you and make sure, uh, one, to congratulate you and to begin praying for you as you begin this journey, but also to make sure you have the necessary things to um, begin that relationship with, with uh, Christ in, in the best way. 
Um, you don't need anything else. There's nothing that we can offer you that you don't already have because God is good and, and he supplies everything. We just want to give you the things that maybe you may not have like a Bible or, or a reading plan or something like that to help you take those next steps. And so, um, again, we love y'all. DM us and we are, are praying for you guys. And um, you got anything else? Um, man, that's what we got for you. We're excited. Uh, we're going to turn it back over to Charlie and he's going to send us out. Um, for tonight. But we love you guys. Love you guys. And we will see you all next week. Bye.